0: So this week on Nintendo Switchcraft, you're going to get two episodes, and the reason you're going to get two episodes this week is because I recorded this last week, I posted it last week, but I never actually clicked the, uh, like, go live button, and so it's been sitting there, and nobody's been able to to see it. Uh, Big thank you to Jeff, who sent me a DM on Twitter to tell me about it. I opened up Anchor, and I was like, why are my numbers so low? And it was like an hour later, I got this DM from Jeff that was like, hey, was there no Switchcraft this week? So uh, I'm recording this after the fact, and I'm posting it right now. The next episode of Switchcraft will come out on the regular Tuesday, and uh, sorry about the the mix-up. The following content is brought to you by Eric Smith, Orange Thunder, and Abigail 13. Welcome to episode 615 of Nintendo Switchcraft. We've got a bunch of stuff to talk about today. Before we get started on today's show, there is a couple of things that I want to clear up just so that everybody's aware. I know I've been making a lot of changes uh, recently to Switchcraft, and I know that there's some people who are unhappy with that. Uh, Just please understand that I'm making these changes because it makes my life better. So that's really the reason. And I'm making another change. Now, this change is kind of a weird one. Um, I've really been having a lot more fun uh, working on making YouTube videos and editing YouTube videos instead of just straight up recording a podcast there's a lot more work involved in it, but to me, it's more enjoyable to do, and so I think for now, we'll see what happens. I think for now, I'm going to stop recording the show live. I'm still going to record the show and post it as a podcast, and I'm going to post it as a video as well, but I don't think I'm going to be doing it live. Now, does that mean that I won't be live ever? No, that's not that's not going to happen at all. I'm still doing Stadiacast live on Sundays and I'm doing this other thing um which I I guess I'm calling Nerd Nest live. Go to nerdnest.tv and you'll see me there live just talking about video games, kind of having a conversation Uh, about whatever it is that you guys want to talk about. So if it's Nintendo stuff, then we'll talk about Nintendo stuff. If it's Sony stuff, then we'll talk about Sony stuff, etc. So uh, that's a change that I think I'm going to be doing. And so right now I'm recording this on Sunday night. It's obviously not Monday after work like it usually is, uh, but I am not doing this live. So now that you are aware of that, doesn't mean we're not going to have any any live Nintendo discussion. We still will. It just won't be the podcast, at least for now. We'll see how it goes. Uh, Maybe I'll decide that this is way too much work and I don't want to do that anymore. All right. Now that we've got all that out of the way, let's talk about Nintendo. Today on the show, we're going to talk about my uh, non-spoiler review of Hyrule Warriors, I'm also going to talk about one of the games that that's uh, recently uh, been released on Nintendo Switch that I am very interested in. Uh, we've got some LEGO news as well as some F-Zero news, all that stuff and more on this episode, episode number 615 of Nintendo Switchcraft. Let's start everything off with Hyrule Warriors. Um, this is a non-spoiler review Of Hyrule Warriors. I said on the last episode last week that I was uh, I was going to finish it soon and then I finished it that day and I have been having so much fun with that game. It probably took me about 35 hours or so to complete the game and I finished the entire story and there's a whole lot still for me to do. If you've played the game at all, then you know that the map is just filled with icon after icon after icon. These are things that you can go do. Either they're quests where you just basically take the materials that you've got from doing a combat mission and you turn those in in order to upgrade a character. Or uh, it might be a combat mission for you to do where you select your character or characters and then go fight a bunch of Moblins or something. And uh, then you get the rewards for that. I've been having so much fun with this game. Uh, there's there's so much for you to do even after you finish the the main story. I I had said on the last episode that my next game that I was probably going to pick up on Nintendo Switch is Hades, and that's probably still true. And I don't know if it's on sale as of my, me recording this. Right off the top of my head, I'll look later and and I'll say something like right there uh, in in post, but. Um, Hades is definitely a game that I'm very much interested in playing, but I still have so much to do on Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. Like, there are tons and tons of missions, and I guess, from what I understand, there's even, like, a bonus extra ending that you can get if you complete a a bunch of other quests that, again, I won't talk about. Now, like I said, this is a non-spoiler review. If you want to see a spoiler review where I talk about everything from the game, uh, story spoilers and all, uh, make sure that you click on the like button down below or leave a comment letting me know. Um, The combat for this game, it took me a long time to really understand how it works. Every single character plays differently. I didn't think that they could really pull it off, but they absolutely did. Every character plays completely differently, and even Link, he plays differently depending on what kind of weapon that you you give to him. He can fight with a sword and board, he can fight with a spear, he can fight with giant two-handed weapons, and the way that that character that he actually plays is completely different depending on which item you have equipped. And that's not just like how his animations are but how his, all of his combos are slightly different. I mean, it's, it's still just like YYYX. Like, it's always YYYX for the most part, with the exception of, I would say like one character doesn't really use that YYYX stuff. But in addition to the YYYX combos that you do, every character also has a, an ability that you uh, use by hitting the right trigger. And even Link's right trigger button Changes what it actually does based on uh, which type of weapon that you have equipped. The game is incredibly deep in its combat system and really, really fun. Now, I did find that there were some characters that I really didn't like playing as. There was one character who I didn't like playing uh, as for a couple of reasons. A, I didn't like the voice. And B, the character was just kind of big and it covered up too much of the screen. And so I couldn't see all of the enemies that I wanted to see. I just, it was really a personal preference. What I think that you'll end up finding is that you will start to uh, determine, okay, I really like this character. I don't like playing as this character. And that's definitely something that happened with me. However, I would like to say, make sure that you upgrade all of your characters as you're playing. So like you'll have a quest uh, where you have to get like six meat and 12 bugs and three diamonds or something and take those things and turn them in. And then character X gets a little bit more powerful and gets a a new combo that you can have. Upgrade that stuff because you might find once you have more combos, it's a lot more fun in order to play that character. There's a lot of other ways that you can upgrade your characters as well. Obviously, by leveling up and uh, by going into uh, the quests and you know getting new combos or extra hearts and stuff like that. In addition to that, you also can upgrade their weapons. There's this entire very confusing uh, weapon fusion system. And I, I have to say that for the most part... The weapon fusion system I ignored for most of the game because I looked at it and I found it uh, confusing, and then I looked up some videos online, and I was like, oh, okay, now I understand it, and I still don't really understand. I like kind of half understand it, and I finished the game. It's not super important. However, if you're a min-maxer, it's incredibly important. There is a lot of grinding in this game. You're going to need to go and grind out rupees so that you can use the rupees in the blacksmith shop in order to upgrade your weapons. You're going to need rupees in order to level up characters. Like, let's say that you get a new character and they're like level, I don't know, 24 or something. And your your character that you're playing as, as most of the time is like 50. That character is going to feel really, really weak compared to your main character. Now, you could just play that character on some older missions and level them up that way, but you can also go to the military training camp and spend a bunch of rupees in order to boost that character up uh, however many levels really you can afford. Uh, It's a cool way to catch up, but it's another rupee sink, and this game feels like a huge rupee sink. There's a lot of grinding involved, and if you just do the story stuff, I think you'd probably wouldn't have to grind too much, but if you want to do everything, there's a lot of grinding involved. And please don't take that as me saying that it's a bad thing, because it's definitely not a bad thing. I really have been enjoying going through the map and changing all of the little icons to be blue icons instead of whatever color they are. It's it's very satisfying, very fun, and I'm going to keep playing this game, uh, even though I'm quote-unquote done with it. So I haven't picked up Hades yet, but might pick it up soon uh, so that I can start on something new. And I know everybody and their brother is like, Bill, you have got to play Hades. And I just kept saying, I don't know if I have time. And then they they sharpen their pitchforks and lit their torches, and they've been coming after me. So I think that I'm I'm out of options. I have to play Hades sooner rather than later. One of my favorite games of all time on the Super Nintendo was Gradius Three, and I have to admit, I didn't even realize that that was an arcade game that had eventually come to Super Nintendo. I just always played it on Super Nintendo. If you've never played it, it's a really awesome game. It's a side-scrolling, shoot-em-up, kind of like a bullet hell shooter where you have to avoid all of the bullets that are flying around the screen. I would say as far as its bullet helliness, if that's a term that I can coin... I would say it's pretty low as far as like the difficulty compared to other bullet hell shooters, but that's that's the genre that it is. And um, recently, well, there's this there's this company named Hamster, and they have been bringing out um, old arcade games to the Nintendo Switch. They generally are seven or eight bucks, and Gradius Three is one of those games. Now it is available now, and you can pick it up for eight dollars. I'm very interested to see how the arcade version of the game is different than the Super Nintendo version of the game. I feel like in the era of the Super Nintendo, you would not catch me in an arcade playing a game like Gradius. That's where I went to play Street Fighter or uh, Mortal Kombat more often uh, than not. I didn't play the shoot 'em ups there because my Super Nintendo could do that stuff uh, pretty much just as well. I mean, I haven't played this version, so I don't know. But if you are a fan of side-scrolling shoot 'em ups, Gradius Three is really, really cool. You go from left to right, shooting enemies as they come. As you shoot certain enemies, they drop uh, little orbs, which you can then pick up, and you can spend those orbs to upgrade your ship. So there's usually like a bar along the bottom of the screen and you can if you get one orb you can hold on to it or you can wait and then get two orbs and your little the little bar along the bottom of the screen will fill up a little bit more and depending on which level of the bar it's at when you spend it that's going to determine which power up you get so generally what what people tend to do or at least what i always tended to do is I would uh, get the first orb and I would spend it on speed so that my my ship would move a little bit faster. And then I would get a couple more orbs and I would get this next upgrade. And uh, the, the bad thing is when you get killed, you come back, you've got none of your upgrades. So now you have to rebuild all of that stuff again. The cool thing about that upgrade thing is as you are going through the level, you feel really, really powerful when you've got a fully tricked out ship. You feel really, really powerful, but then having all that rug yanked out from under you uh, when your character—or I'm sorry, when your ship blows up—that makes it real difficult. Now, I can see why this is a really good arcade game as far as like money for the arcade owners, because people are going to pump a lot of quarters into it uh, because when they get killed and they lose all those power ups, sure they have extra lives but now they're at a huge disadvantage, and they already got killed once, so they're probably going to get killed again. Anyway, I'm curious what you all think. Do you think that Gradius for the Super... I'm sorry, the arcade version of Gradius is worth $8 on the Nintendo Switch? I think that it probably is, but I also have a lot of other ways to play that. Not the arcade version, but a lot of other ways to play, like the Super Nintendo version of that game. Uh, so I'm not sure if I'm convinced that I need to spend $8 on it. However, if I didn't have that game then, uh, for Super Nintendo, then I might be a lot more motivated to pick it up for arcade because it really is awesome. Let me know what you guys think in the comment section down below for that. Okay, I've got four quick stories that we'll hit in the lightning round before we get out of here. Number one, we have a a stay tuned statement coming from Capcom They've got more information to share about Monster Hunter Rise. That that demo, well, the game is coming out in March. The demo is coming out in January, and they said, We need you to protect Kamura Village. Wade through the marshy, flooded forests and confront new monsters, su- such as the sleep-inducing Somnacanth. That's a great name, by the way. Uh, and the omnivorous trickster Bishatan. Uh, Monster Hunter Rise demo is coming January 2021 and they're basically saying they're going to have some information to for, uh, to share. I'm guessing it'll probably come right before the actual demo drops. Are you excited for Monster Hunter, um, Monster Hunter Rise? I am very, very excited for that game. I played a bunch of Monster Hunter World. I played a bunch of Monster Hunter... Generations Ultimate, which I believe was on sale recently. If it's still on sale, I'll let you know right there. Uh, but I I've had a lot of fun in the Monster Hunter series, and I can't wait to try out the new one, one that's made from the ground up for the Nintendo Switch. I think that's going to be really cool. Another quick lightning round story. Um, one of my one of my son's favorite games on I believe it was the Wii U that he played it on, or it might have been the uh, the PS4. Was Lego Marvel Super Heroes and Lego Marvel Super? Yeah, I think it was the Wii U. Uh, Lego Marvel Super Heroes is possibly, this is just a rumor for now, this is possibly going to be coming to the Nintendo Switch. Uh, This is due to an ESRB rating uh, leaking. If you don't know, the ESRB is the Electronic Software Ratings Board. I think that's what it uh, stands for. And they basically, they're the ones that put the little sticker on your on your cartridge that says that it's E for everyone or rated M for mature. They are terrible. They are horrible at leaking stuff because they, they tell everybody, hey, this game has been rated for this system. And they do that before the announcement has been made. Well, uh, on the ESRB site, you can see that the uh, original lego marvel superheroes which is a really good lego game uh has been rated for the nintendo switch i've already played a bunch of it with my son i believe on the wii u i don't see myself picking this up however he might see it and be like i gotta have that and i can never say no to a lego game and finally we have a quick story that i think is going to i've seen a lot of headlines out there that are kind of misconstruing what was said and they're going to be, look, it's on you if you just read headlines, right? Uh, so keep that in mind and read the actual article that goes along with it. But I've seen a bunch of headlines that are saying F-Zero is coming back. We don't know that it's coming back. The uh, producer of F-Zero, F-Zero GX, which is uh, Toshihiro Nagoshi. sorry if I screwed that name up, um he was recently interviewed and he said uh this about F0 and its possibility of coming back. He said putting aside the odds of it happening. I must admit that I have a lot of affection for F0GX. If the opportunity were to present itself, I wouldn't mind. And in that case, I'd like to make it a challenging game. I believe that if Nintendo just wants a racing game that is fun and accessible, they already have Mario Kart for that purpose. This is a very interesting quote. First off, I've heard, look, Diablo said a million times, we're not making a game. There's, we're, we don't even have anybody working on it for the Nintendo Switch. And then, of course, it came to the Nintendo Switch. Jeff Kaplan, the guy in charge of Overwatch, said, Switch version? never going to happen. We we don't have the time for that. And then there was a Switch version of Overwatch. So he could be just saying, well, you know, maybe I'd like to work on it. And he could be furiously working on it behind the scenes right then. We don't know. And nobody really knows. So let's talk about the other part of it. He says, I'd like to make it a really challenging game. We already have a family-friendly um, uh, you know, accessible version of the racing genre in Mario Kart, and he's absolutely right about that. They even kind of shoehorned a little bit of F Zero into Mario Kart Eight Deluxe. Um, but F Zero as a really challenging uh, racing game, I'm not sure how I feel about that. I, you know, there's been a few games that I've played on the Nintendo Switch. There's one. It starts with an R. I can't remember the name of it. Uh, but I remember when the Switch first came out, this uh, this game was, it's a racing game uh, and it was ported to the Nintendo Switch. And as I played it, I felt like, oh, this is very much like F-Zero. But I felt like the cars went just a little too fast for me. And because the cars went a little too fast for me, I ended up just bouncing off the walls most of the time. Now, if I load up, F-Zero, like the original F-Zero on my Super Nintendo. I bounce off the walls a bunch for, I would say, 15 to 20 minutes, and then my brain starts to understand how to play that game again. However, F-Zero on the Super Nintendo is a pretty simple game. Like, sure, the controls are a little tough at first when you haven't practiced, but for the most part, it's a pretty simple game. I don't really remember what F-Zero was like on the Nintendo 64. I played it. I really enjoyed it. But I don't really remember what it was like because I didn't play it that much. So I'm not sure how intense it was. And actually, F-Zero GX, I think that one was on the GameCube, wasn't it? If, I, if I'm wrong, then feel free to correct me. Uh, I think that one was on the GameCube, in which case I never played that one. But the idea of increasing the difficulty of of F-Zero, I would always say that F-Zero was always a little more difficult than, than, uh, say, Mario Kart. But I wouldn't have put it too high. And and I hope that if uh, he is working on a version of F-Zero for the Nintendo Switch, I hope that it is a little bit more skill-based than Mario, but not too much. Because if it's too much... Then I feel like it's going to get passed over by a lot of people. Uh, there's a reason why Mario Kart is still around, and the reason is because it is so damn accessible. Like you can have fun while playing Mario Kart at any skill level. When you get to games where the skill level needs to be higher, and you're just and you're starting out, it's harder to have fun at that level as you're building skills. So I do worry about that just a little bit. So that's it for Switchcraft today. Let me know if you want to see my spoiler-filled review of Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. Let me know what you think of Arcade Archives Gradius 3 coming to the Nintendo Switch. Are you going to be picking up Lego Marvel Superheroes? And do you see yourself playing a higher skill level of F-Zero if it comes to the Switch? Let me know in the comment section down below. If you want to get these episodes early, then it's super easy to do. Head on over to patreon.com slash run, jump, stomp, and you can sign up over there. If you sign up for the Buck-A-Month Club, you get the, all of the episodes ad-free. If you sign up for the early access, that gets you, obviously, the episodes ahead of time before everybody else. And then there is the producer level. That would be people like Jason Crew. Uh, I'm sorry, Jason Crewson, uh, John Eisenmanger, Bowser, Travis McGuire, and The Sean. Thank you to each and every one of you for supporting the show at that level. And uh, thank you for listening. I will see you all next time. Stay awesome and uh, have a great day.